This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Okay, welcome everybody to the Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo. I'm here with my co-host, Tony Shore. Welcome back to the show. How you been, Tony? I've been good. I've had a crazy busy week, though. Um, my son helping him get ready to move to grad school. Wow. In um, he's going to Carroll university. They have a grad uh, med school there. He's going to um, be a physician's assistant. Wow. Uh, and we're excited about that, but helping him get ready to move him and his wife, he just got married a few weeks ago. So wow. uh, it's been crazy busy and trying to, you know, figure out how to get the, the yard ready for spring and do all that. So, uh, I've been busy. How about you? What's going on? I've uh, been busy after tax season. We're still, uh, the calendar's still full, which is good. And uh, starting to play a little golf now that the weather finally broke. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So tonight's golf league. So, um, yeah, but everything's good except the economy. So, so it, is, I thought, it is crazy. Yeah. Right so now. today I, I thought I would we'd talk about inflation, what causes it, what we can expect to see. Um, and the, the pure economics of things are, you know, gas prices have gone up and that's, uh, I hate to say it's self-imposed and we could probably do something about it uh, if we wanted to. But the issue with gas prices is not only gas, everybody sees that, you know, you're paying four bucks a gallon or so at the pump. Um, yeah. But it affects the cost of goods because, you know, all these all the product has to get from the source to the stores, right? And yep. if gas prices are up, then transportation costs are up, so prices have to go up. And so it's just it's just a snowballing effect. Every anytime you change gas prices, uh, they did talk about maybe uh, uh, temporarily taking some of the federal gas tax off. The uh, I'm like, well, why don't you just open a pipeline? <laughs> but you know, everybody yeah. everybody in the country except the administration right now is saying to open the pipelines, but. Yeah. Um, so gas affects everything. And then as they raise interest rates, uh, several things happen. First of all, when interest rates are really low, like bank interest rates and CD rates and, and checking savings are really low, what happens is, um, you know, people who are traditional savers in the banks, you know, for years said, look, I'm not earning anything. I might as well take a shot in the stock market. So they either, right. put, they either put their money directly in the market or they buy like indexed annuities or stuff like that. So that. Yeah. So then maybe they could participate in the gains. So all that money flooded into the market and the market's done well over the last 10 years. And now if they if they keep raising interest rates and bank rates go up, then the people are like, well, you know, I can get my three, four or five percent at the bank and they're going to they pull money out of the stock market. So it's a sure. double whammy. Now, the, the other thing it affects is, um, you know, you will see a pullback in the market because of of people just like I, I if I could get three percent at the bank, I don't need to take risk, right? So they'll they'll right. just take money out. So we'll see some of that. Um, we'll also see uh, because rates go up at the banks, 
also then mortgage rates have to go up, right? The banks can't pay you 3% on your CD and still loan money out of 3%. So mortgage rates will go up. And as mortgage rates go up, um, we saw in the economy that when mortgage rates are really low, that that houses were flying off the shelves, right? And people were paying more than the asking price. So you have a- Crazy money for houses. Yeah. yeah, So you have a half million dollar house, you know, you were getting- Offers at six six hundred thousand dollars, even though uh, it you know probably wasn't worth that. And how, and how that works behind the scenes is, Tony, you're going to get a thirty year mortgage, and they're only charging you two and a half percent, and you only want to pay like maybe twenty one hundred dollars a month. Well, when the rates are really low, like a two and a half percent, you might be able to borrow five hundred fifty thousand dollars. Right. So so when rates go up, even if they went up to five percent, which is it's still good for mortgage rate, right? Now, now that same $2,100 that you're hoping to spend a month for your house, you can only buy a $400,000 house. Right. And if rates go up to six, you can only buy a $350,000 house. So as interest rates go up, prices, because it's all about you know the flow of money, prices for houses will come down. And that might be a good thing right now because pr- houses are way overpriced right now. So way it's crazy, yeah. isn't it? I mean, yeah. they're they're staying on the market for hours. You know, yeah. it used to be it used to be 30, 60 days before you'd sell a house. Now, now you know people are upset if they're not sold in two or three days, and and there's a bidding war, um, and it's primarily because interest rates are so low. I don't say it's I don't want to say it's realtor's fault, but they convince you that you can afford more house, right? So when you were only looking again, spend $2,100, you know, half a dozen years ago. And you said, well, I can only buy a $350,000 house. Well, now I can afford a half a million dollar house. Right. So yeah. I'm not sure you got any more house, but you may have paid more for the same house. Right. So we've seen a lot of that go on that people are, um, I mean, houses are sold before they even hit the market. So um, we'll, we'll see if we should see a pullback. And, and I think that's actually a good thing. I, I think that, it's almost a bubble, isn't it? A yeah. housing bubble yeah. again, and it's going to burst, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, look, everyone loves to have a mortgage of two and a half percent, but that's not historically, that's not really realistic, right? I mean, mortgages, I remember when I bought my first house, ours was nine and nine and a quarter, I think. Yeah. yeah. And we thought we had a great rate. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember uh, that. I remember those days. Yeah. Uh, it was same with my wife and I, too. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think mortgages rates at five, six percent are probably more realistic and probably yeah. will help the, the market tame down a bit. But you know, the concern always now now what do people do? Now they take money out of the market and maybe they go back to the banks or maybe they um, go to the insurance products that we use because the insurance companies now to stay competitive are gonna raise their rates. So, you know, we saw index annuities where caps were three percent. We're seeing now some of them six and seven. So if if you say, look, I, I could take no risk and maybe earn 7%. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. So they'll pull money out of the market and put it in, in the insurance company's pockets. And and that's probably a good thing because I think the market was a bit high. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, the market is just a bunch of companies, right? True. And they're still, they're still the same companies, right? Coca-Cola is still Coca-Cola. Right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Google and Amazon, they're not going away and uh, – uh, Tesla's not going away, I don't think, even though. <laughs> well, I think Tesla will, um, it'll do fine for a while, but as all the other manufacturers flood the market with electric cars, uh, it, you know, they're not going to be as, um, 
they're not going to be the stalwart that they they are right now, right? Because you have an electric car, right? Yep, I do. I have a Chevy Volt, so uh, it's uh, it's still got a gas motor in the Volt, uh, but it is a plug-in electric, and it runs yeah. mostly off electric. So, yeah, I mean uh, Tesla, you know, they could come back to. I, I mean, uh, sure. Elon, the money he spent might just be a hiccup, and the market overall is is so down this year. Um, but again, it was up so high that uh, yeah. everybody said it would probably make an adjustment. So Look, you got to take the sour with the sweet, right? I mean, yep. the market can't just continue to go up forever. Um, gradually, but it's not, you know, it's not going right. to go up 15, 20% every year. It's just <laughs> no. unrealistic. No. So, I mean, we are paying more for goods. And when I hear it from clients, I hear it from people I have breakfast with, you know, gas, I don't know, here, I just saw gas prices today were like 420. It, it, and this is like the highest they've ever been in history. And unfortunately, it's a lot of it's self-imposed. I think if they open the pipelines, maybe we'd get it back down into the threes for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and it's funny how inflation does affect uh, the stock market. Of course, everything these days can, or at least some of the talking heads. It's the CNBC headline this morning, as of the recording of the show, was stock futures head lower as relentless selling continues on Wall Street from inflation fears yeah so the same thing we talked about is that they're gonna you know, people are gonna pull money out of the market because as the fed raises interest rates now their local banks paying them two or three and, and a lot of people are okay with two or three percent on their safe money so they're, they're well gonna, and it's but it's uh people should stay the course if they have the, the time horizon but then right. we have people who are headed into retirement or in retirement so i i mean uh, what do we do about inflation? Obviously, when you put together a plan, Chris, for your clients, mm-hmm. I'm sure our listeners are like, well, what can be done? Um, I know for your clients, your plan includes inflation in the plan and right. you make adjustments uh, on a, a quarterly or yearly basis as needed uh, to adjust for it as well, right? We do. And, and you, you know, it first starts with your risk tolerance, right? So we really have to, I was talking to a lady the other day. She says, like, I've been with uh, Vanguard or Wells Fargo for you know, 20, 30 years. Everything's been good. I'm like, yeah, but you're, you're not 20 or 30 years younger. You know, you need to at least look at it. It might still be good, but yeah. if you don't, you have to at least look at it and say, Hey, I don't really want to take that much risk anymore. I'm, you know, 75 right. years old. Um, what could we do? Um, maybe we just reposition some stuff. And, and I'm, I'm still a believer in just buy quality, um, you know, buy the, buy the stalwarts of the industries. They're not going to like, if they all have bad years, everyone's having a bad year. Right. So you're going to, you know, uh, get the Sherwin Williams of the world. You know, you look at the big, companies to probably even the top 100 of the S&P um, that would be a, a good fit and dividend paying companies that because dividend paying companies are usually um, well seasoned companies and they have strong balance sheets and they have strong uh, strong market shares so um, we really want if you need to drive some income we look for dividend paying stocks but uh, uh, most of our clients you know they don't good and bad they don't really need to use their market to drive money right a lot of them have a, a, a good pensions or social security or they have money in the bank so they you know maybe they're only looking for you know five six hundred thousand dollars a month to pull off their investments they're not looking you know for five ten thousand dollars a month to pull off their investments so that's really it's, you meant you meant five five or six thousand dollars a month not five or six hundred thousand right so so that sorry so they um you know 
every scenario is different, right? Tony, if you come yeah. in and say, look, I, like I, all my, all my needs, I'm covering all my bills. I don't really need a lot of extra money. Then we can position your assets a little um, safer because you're not trying to drive income or growth too much. But uh, if you come in and say, look, I need my investments to generate 10,000 a month. Well, then you got to get aggressive. But then if you're going to get aggressive, you have to realize that you have a chance of losing money too, right? So, yeah. so my daughter, God bless her, a few years ago, she goes, Dad, you got anything that's like really safe that can pay me like 20% a year? <laughs> yeah. Huh. I, got, I got a six mile line out my door if I had one of those, right? <laughs> so, but but um, that's so, what we all yeah. want. I yeah, mean, yeah. she just wants what everyone else wants. Yes, right? I, want, I want safety and a lot of returns. So, yeah, but 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 I but I like what you said there. The solution is not have everything in the market that right. you're going to need in retirement. So, so is the mar- yeah, and as the market pulls back, you know, um, like, like the other day when the market dropped, you know, a thousand points, we bought in, right? So, yeah. but the issue there is, you have to have money in the sidelines to buy in. I mean, if you have all your money in the market, you don't have anything else to buy in with. So when the market drops, you don't have the opportunity to take advantage of the drop. So, um, you know, most of our clients don't have everything in. Uh, I mean, we instruct them, look, you need to have a safety net and everyone's safety nets, you know, difference. It could be 20,000, yeah. it could be 30,000, some could be 100,000. So whatever your safety net is, you feel comfortable with, that's what you want to have. Um because I really don't want to take money out of the market when the market's going down. So when the market's going down, you should be buying in. And when the market's really high, you should be taking money out of the market to build up your safety net. So, yeah, uh, makes but, sense. Yeah. So, you know, except yeah. most people end up doing the opposite. And when right. we hit times like this with high inflation and market volatility, people uh, get emotional. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. The pure economics are right. You're supposed to buy low and sell high, but people don't, people act emotionally, like you said, and they tend to buy high and sell low. Right. So, yeah. hey, look, you know, the hot stock, everyone's jumping in on XYZ stock. I'm going to get in. And, you know, it's, it's about right. It's up on the roller coaster, about ready to go over the hill. And they get it at the top of the roller coaster and then it goes down. And then they're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. And so they sell yeah. at the bottom of the roller coaster. And, and they, but I think that's where out on the upswing then. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, us professionals come in, you know, our, our job really is to hold your hand while the market's volatile. Like when the market's going up, my phone doesn't ring that much. Right. Right. (laughs) Everything's, everything's rosy. I, I, you know, they don't need me, but uh, uh, times like this, when, when markets are going down, um, you know, we just got to be cautious that people don't get emotional and, and sell when they probably shouldn't sell. Um, sure. you know, it'll, it'll recover. You know, inflation will eventually work itself out. And usually inflation is two or 3% a year right now. It's been uh, pretty high. It's been, I think last month was um, like 8%. They just, uh, yeah, yeah. They just said, uh, they just announced the latest figure, 8.3. Yeah. So I've been getting a few calls for people. What about I bonds? You know, uh, I bonds are inflation uh, adjusted bonds from the federal government. And you know, the current rate last time I looked was like 9.2%. So people are like, oh, let's jump on these you know, government bonds for 9.2%. <laughs> and uh, a couple of things that I realize is one, that's only for six months. And then it goes yeah. back to the, the flat rate. Uh, so it's basically it's an interest rate, it's, it's an um, inflation adjusted interest rate plus the flat rate. The flat rate right now is zero. Mm hmm. And the bonds so, and the bonds are thirty years, 
So if yeah. you want, if you want, and if you want to get out early, I think in the first five years, um, you pay a penalty. You you have to pay some of the interest back. And not so good. You have to look at the whole yeah. picture. And you those. you can only buy ten thousand dollars a year. So, you know, yeah. I, I I know they hear it at their coffee. Very club. limiting. Yeah, they hear they hear. I got three or four calls last week that they hear it at their coffee club. Oh, everyone's buying I bonds. I'm like, slow down, <laughs> you know, because you know it. Because most people, as soon as it drops to zero, they want out, right? And then they they want out, and there's going to be a penalty to get out. And so, you know, but the, you know, the the government's not going to borrow money from you at nine percent a year, right? Yeah, right, forever, right? So, yeah. um, so the nine percent is a teaser, right? Right, just to get you involved, just like you know, insurance companies do that too. They they have products where they you know they throw a bonus on it up front, ten percent. Yeah, but at the end of the but at the end of the term, it all works out like. You know, they might give you 10% up front, but then the rest of the term, they give you two, right? Yeah. So at the end of the 10 years, they're paying you about the same amount of interest as they would have if they would have just gave you a 4% up front, right? So, yeah. so you know, they're not building products. Uh, insurance companies aren't going to build products where they lose money and uh, intentionally. And either are banks or either is, either is the government. So um, you just got to be uh, a wise about it. You have to be careful, especially with bonds right now, Um, as interest rates rise. And again, the Fed, you know, raised the interest rates a half a percent. So uh, bond values dropped to traditional bonds, especially are just in the tank. Like you said, the I bonds, it's like the the bottom is zero. You know, the floor, it's it's at zero. So So the the other thing with long term bonds, how they get affected by rates is um, is interest rates go. So if you're if you're in a bond that's paying would be nice if you're in a bond paying three percent as interest rates go up, your bond is not as desirable anymore because let's say they went up to six percent. I could I could just go by. I could pay half the amount of money and get a six percent bond and get the same kind of return. So yeah. interest rates have been so low so long that uh, long-term bonds as these interest rates go up are, are getting crushed. Now, short-term bonds, three-month bonds and things like that are, aren't are affected as much as long-term bonds. But you know, if you bought a long-term bond and was paying a half percent and rates go up to three, you're going to get crushed, right? Yeah. So uh, we use the insurance companies as alternative to, to the bonds because they were paying uh, interest rates based on the stock market and the stock market has done really well in the last 15 years or so. So they've uh, got reasonable interest rates. You're never going to get rich in it, but you're going to get a reasonable rate of return. And, and what was your alternative? The banks are paying nothing. I mean, literally yeah. nothing. And, and some of those insurance products, they, they limit the downside. And sometimes there is no downside as far right. as, you know, if the market drops 10%, you don't lose any, you don't lose yeah, it. Because and those price- type of products, is kind of like a CD at a bank. You, you give uh, uh, the local bank your money. What they do with it is whatever they do with it. They, they pay employees, they loan out mortgages, they invest the money. And also you don't care, but you're not affected if if they make bad decisions and the, and the money uh, and they lose money on the money, they're still paying your interest rate. Yeah. You're not you're not like you're not buying into the bank. You're not becoming their partner. You're not invested right. in their bank. Same thing when you buy one of those index annuities. Let's say you buy from XYZ insurance company. Well, you're not actually buying any of the XYZ insurance company and you're not actually putting money in the market. You're loaning them money. They're going to do whatever they need to do with it to make money, and they're just paying you interest. Now, your interest might be based on the market, but at the end of the day, if the market goes down, you don't lose anything because you're not in. Yeah. Um, so you're not going to necessarily hit home runs in those products because, like, people aren't going to borrow at 10%. 
just not going to happen. Right. right? No. So even though I don't, you know, when all of the, the pundits out there say that, and um, you know, generally the index annuities probably over the life of the annuity average two to 6%. Um, but when banks are paying nothing, that's a yeah. lot. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, at 3%, 3%, just as an example, uh, if, if you got 3%, that would be uh, way more than you're going to get out of a CD at a bank. It's probably, it's probably 10 times what you were getting. Right. So, um, but we have seen those, those, what we call cap rates go up in the last month or two. Um, You know, a year ago they were three and now we've seen some six and a half. I think one of them I saw 6.5. So because as interest rates go up, those insurance companies are competing for your money. So they have to raise their interest rates too, or you're going to take your money somewhere else. So, right. Right. So actually, it's it's probably a good time to, uh, if you can, um, want to uh, get into those products because the cap rates are pretty high. So, sure. And, and that's another that. hedge against inflation would be something like a fixed index type. Right. Of you know, so you're not taking a lot of risk. You know, buy a quality company, buy in, you're not buying the company, but, you know, right. invest, invest with a quality company. You know, you want A-rated carriers are better probably. Right. Um, you know, you don't. You know the the D-rated carrier might might give you more interest, but you know you're taking more risk that that carrier could go under. You know, and, sure. and it really hasn't happened. We haven't seen that in years. And I, I can't remember the last time. Usually, insurance companies buy other insurance companies, but yeah, um, yeah. You know, so that's really hasn't been a risk. You know, the banks have always relied on FDIC insurance as their tickets for people to say, "Look, we're covered." Yeah. Most states, I know here in Ohio, we have something called the Ohio Guarantee Fund which is basically um, a fund that all the insurance companies pay into over the course of the year based on the revenues. In case there was a company that went out of business, there would be some coverage. Uh, here it's $250,000 per account per per company. So similar to FDIC insurance, it's not FDIC insurance, but similar. So people sure. do have some, some safety net there. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, I think that's really good. And and before we go, we need to tell our listeners, don't try to go it alone. When you've got market volatility, when you've got inflation that's at 8.3% and rising, they need to get a hold of you and set up a complimentary strategy session, right? Yeah. So our number there is on the the bottom, uh, 440-886-3550. And there's our website, brooksidetax.com. Either way, get a hold of us. But, you know, don't go don't go at this alone. I mean, we do this every day. So, um, you know, go to a professional, if it's not us, get to a professional that does this every day sure. and go to a uh, place that isn't just a one trick pony. Like they're only like, we, we talked about this. If you, if they're just trying to sell you insurance, yeah, yeah. don't go there. If they're just trying to invest all your money in the market, right. don't go there. Yeah. Yeah. You need, uh, you know, you need somewhere that, uh, can give you everything that, that you could use. Um, if you again, if you go to the apple orchard, you're only getting apples, right? So, and you might need more than apples. So, yeah. Um, yeah so we look forward to uh, uh, call in. Uh, we also wrote some books. We probably have half a dozen books out there now. So, if you want one of our books when you call in, just uh, let us know. I'll autograph it and get it out to you. And awesome. uh, okay. yeah, you know, show's over almost. Right? So, well, yeah, pick up the phone again. That number is four four zero. 886-3550. Those that are watching uh, the podcast on YouTube, I'll give the number again, 440-886-3550. Chris, I think it's great that you're offering a complimentary book, the strategy session. There's no 
cost or obligation. And great show. I mean, obviously, this is something that has people concerned and rising inflation. And it's going to be probably here for a while until uh, I don't want to get political until we get changes in the administration. But um, there's things the things there's things the administration could do. But right now, I guess for some reason, they don't want to do, even though. Yeah. 98% 98% of the people want it done, but, but we'll end there. So I, you know, I don't want to get sure. into political stuff. So, all right, Tony, I'll, uh, we'll see you next week. All right. And yeah, that does it for today's episode of the road to retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo. Thanks, Chris. All right. Take care. Yep. Thank you for listening to road to retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.